The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Bucks fall last night to the Nuggets 113 to 107, but I guess more importantly than the outcome of the game is it was the first game in the Doc Rivers regime in Milwaukee. We are asking you this morning, is it championship or bust? Is it Larry O'Brien or bust? For this Bucks team. And I guess I would start with the baseline guys that I thought it was pretty much Larry O'Brien or Bust every year that you have Giannis on the roster. And when you supplement him with a guy like Dame Lillard, I would feel like that would ratchet it up a notch. And when you get rid of Adrian Griffin, I would think that it would ratchet it up another notch. When you bring in Doc Rivers, I would think that it would ratchet it up again. So it feels like we are sitting here in the clouds this entire conversation, which is... If you don't bring home the trophy, it was a missed opportunity because you have collected a very solid, a very elite group of players, and now you have paired it with one of the most elite coaches in the league, Gabe. Yeah, but it's coming together kind of tight. It's a tight... Now, if Doc was here at the beginning of the year, if Doc was the hire right away, absolutely. But giving him 36 games to get everything he wants to get done is such a tight timeline I think it's a tall task. Like, I, I want to recognize that that Celtics team has also put together a really good squad. It's certainly a disappointment, I think, if they don't get to the ECF, if they don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then we can talk. How but good does it look getting there? Just because it's a tall task doesn't mean it's not the standard. Just because you have other tough teams in your way doesn't mean that the championship isn't still the goal. And I think that, again, what we're doing is we're kind of sitting here going, well, they brought this new coach in and things didn't go well, so that set them back a little. And chemistry and whatnot, they're still working on that. And Doc Rivers has this playoff record, and it feels to me like you're talking yourself out of a championship so that if they do win the championship, it's gravy. It's like a cherry on top. Well, no, I mean, I just I look at other teams that have, I mean, and the one that everybody is always going to point to in how it came together, I mean, and it's over a decade now in this example, but you think about when LeBron went to the Heat. The Heat didn't win the championship the first year that he was there because these things take time to have superstars. And at that point, it was three superstars coming together. The Bucks just have one adding to a roster that they already had. But it took some time for them to kind of figure it all out. Now, talent alone still got them to a finals that year, but they didn't win a championship until the following year. Like So uh, I, I just think that all these moving parts just make it that more difficult to go, yeah, of course they're going to make the finals. Yeah, this is a finals team. It's hard. It's hard. To, I don't care what sport you're playing. It's hard. I mean, just look at the NFL. Look at Did you think the Chiefs were going to go as far as they did? Especially yep. with their hiccups at the end of the year. No, we thought Baltimore would walk. And Baltimore stunk. San Francisco probably should have lost both those games. Should have lost to Green Bay. And then should have lost to Detroit. Well, but that's just the structure of the NFL. The NFL is structured, and especially the playoffs, in that you can't you can't mess up. Especially late in the game, late in the season, rather. Well, um, like, well, you, like, like you, you make a great point about the Ravens, too, right? Like they were really good all season long, and then they decided not to run the ball in the second half of the game. Yeah, or really at all. The Chiefs. Yeah, well, they, like at least they times. started running the ball, and you thought, <laughs> okay, I, I know this blueprint. And then they were like, actually, we need Lamar Jackson to win the game for us, and we're going to show everybody what a great quarterback he is and why he's the MVP. So throw it, throw it, throw it, Lamar. Um, but you know, so and then they're out, right? You play a bad game in the postseason, and you're out. 
But in I think in the NBA, everything is building towards playing your best basketball, almost at football, because <laughs> I mixed the metaphors here, in the postseason, which is why Milwaukee Bucks fans have needed to recalibrate. I feel like this regular season matters more, at least the second half of the game, than it has ever mattered in the past, because you're looking for those signs of progress. You're looking for those signs that bringing Doc in was the move to get them over the hump. And we've had these conversations about the Bucks. I mean, we had it back in 2021 when they made that run of the championship. That doesn't necessarily mean that their record is great. It's more of an eye test thing. Are they doing the things that you need them to do? Like, are they? It's it's just little things. And I still can't believe that they got booed at home earlier this month against the Jazz. Yeah, but, like the but, fans got sick of the effort that they were putting out there defensively. Chewy guys were coming in and being like, "Oh, who? Do, oh, I've got. Oh, he's open in the corner. Yeah, that was the guy I had. Now he's open. Yeah. He's draining a three on me because I, I came into the game and didn't know who I was supposed to be defending. Like it's just little things like that that need cleaning up that Doc should be able to take care of. But who do, who did we blame last year for the loss to Miami? Bud, right? Because he got fired. Yeah, yeah, but you can't do that. You can't. It just can't. The players have to be blamed, too. I mean, part of it was, I mean, Giannis was injured. You know, he, he suffered the injury, missed a game in the series, played injured the rest of the Heat series, and Jimmy went off, and they had opportunities to use timeouts that they didn't use to try to set up plays and do different things, and they refused. I mean, Bud wasn't alone in the blame, Chew. Now, yeah. he was the one who ended up being the sacrificial lamb, unfortunately, but he shared in the blame of guys not being able to get it done. It's always easiest to blame the coach because he's the most dispensable. Whether And that's in any sport, right? Yeah, it just shows you how hard it is. That's why I'm like, Jen, I'm not with you on the Larry O'Brien or bust, you know? I mean, Eastern Conference Finals, losing to a really, really good team, with what has gone on this year, I don't think it's a – I mean, it's disappointing, but it's not a totally bad thing. But to me, this is not the same as, like, the Detroit Lions trajectory, right, where we talked about how, oh, Dan Campbell takes over, and the first mm-hmm. year they win three games, and the next year they win nine games, and the next year they're in the NFC Championship, and that's the steps that you have to take towards success. Bucks have already done all those things. They've already gone through all of those steps. If anything right now, you need to take that step and win another title. Because, again, mm-hmm. we keep talking about how the window, while open, won't be open forever. And God forbid there's any injuries or whatever, knock on wood, that would affect you know the team's... Is this wood? Is so our table this, wood in no, here? No, it's not. There's you know, a form of wood in there. There's okay. got to be some... Yeah, All right. Particle board is what it is. What I don't understand here is, was the expectation in, heading into the season not championship or bust? What? It was. Oh, so, uh, yes. So... Now we have to recalibrate because the team made a terrible hire at the head coaching position. No, like yes. anything, making yeah. the fire firing the guy says that they know it's championship or bust, and that that guy wasn't going to get it done. But here's the because here's the problem when we throw championship. Like Doc's going to be here for a while, and I don't want like oh so, clearly it's Doc's fault. Like I don't want to be blaming Doc if they don't win a championship this year because as Chewy pointed out. It's really damn hard, especially when you're taking, and we make fun of the dramatic effect of Doc of saying, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but that's also not to say that what they're asking him to do hasn't really been asked of a coach in modern NBA history. It, like, like it, it doesn't match up with what the Cavs did because Ty Lue was on that staff when they decided to do that. I think I think you can differentiate between blaming Doc for it and blaming the organization. Like to say Doc has that expectation, I don't know if it's necessarily fair. But the Bucks put them in, a, in themselves in a situation 
where they are having to face these questions now. You don't have to fire Doc, but you can say this was top to down an organizational failure from the Bucks to not end up winning the Larry O'Brien. This is why I always ask the question, and I've asked it to Craig probably a million times, because coaching in football matters. It matters a lot. And I always ask, and I don't know. I don't know the NBA. I don't know. And I always ask, does coaching matter in the NBA? And the question, the answer I'm getting from you guys is no, it really doesn't matter. But I would make the argument that this season was indicative that actually, in fact, it does. Because the confusion that the players were showing coming out of timeouts, the way that they were disconnected, all of that is a part of coaching, right? I sit with Shaka Smart every Thursday night at the Marquette Basketball Coaches Show, right? Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's different because it's professionals versus college athletes and whatnot, but you can't tell me that what he does, the tapestry that he is weaving with the Marquette basketball team doesn't affect the performance. Now, maybe it is different at the NBA, but I would make the argument that this season was evidence that you can't just throw anyone out there and expect everything to come together. I it feel didn't. Like, I feel like the top five and bottom five coaches matter more than anything in the NBA. Like I feel if you've got a top five coach who can make that difference, and you know we're talking about the Eric Spolstras of the world, guys who are on that level, like... Yeah, if you get you get outside that top five, they all become kind of interchangeable. But then if you get a bottom five guy, that can affect your roster in the other direction. 800-990-3776. Let's go out to the phone lines. Eric has been waiting patiently on the line. Eric in Delafield, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Thanks for taking my call. I'm so glad you guys finally touched on what I think there's been an avoidance in talking about the whole Bud firing because it seems to me like Larry O'Brien or Buss makes for the ownership. Because, you know, talking about patience, which I completely see. Holy cow, is Doc Rivers a huge upgrade over Bud? If you look at the, the recent body of work of the last 10 years. Um, so I feel like Larry O'Brien or Buss, yeah, maybe, but for the ownership. Because I'm telling you, uh, and you know what, I'm going to be open and honest. But I'm trying to be unbiased. I am a Celtics fan, but I also, you know, care about the Bucks. I Doc had in 2008, 16 years ago, he won a championship with three Hall of Famers and a couple of All Stars, and since then, nothing. So I just feel like it's probably Larry O'Brien or Bust, not necessarily for the team and players, but for the organization, the ownership, because they think. Humbled that bud firing. They were impatient. Had won a championship, what, three years ago? Had a bad playoff run for a year, maybe two. So I just, good good on you guys for talking about that because I think that's the biggest concern. Uh, and, and that's all I have to say. Thank you for taking my call. Go ahead, you. Gabe, who's Doc? Bruce Arians? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so it's just so interesting because he's a top. Fi- he was named a top fifteen coach in NBA history. Like that recently happened because he's up there in terms of all time wins. He's I been think doing he's eighth it. on the list. Or yeah. he's ninth on the list, but I think he's only three wins away from eighth. Yeah, so he's going to continue to climb that list. Um, man, and he's only got the one title. And yeah, I'm not quite sure. Give me a second to think about that, Chu. Yeah, of, of who he is now. To is the he callers, Mike McCarthy. Point, is he John Gruden? 
I mean, I think he's less douchey than John Gruden. Well, everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not Josh, but... What the heck? I'm sorry. If we were in Colorado douchebags, you're number one. <laughs> Wait, is that coming up next on Jed Gaming? Yeah, power ranking the douchebags. Douche douchebags. I'm going to put that on the list. <laughs> That's going to be a really hard list to figure out. But yeah. to his point, I think Doc and Bud are on a very similar level in terms of coaching. Like in the NBA today, I think they're on a very similar level. I don't think that they're one of the top five guys, but I think there's somebody that you can win a championship with. Um, given the right roster. 800-990-3776. Alan weighing in saying, it is Larry O'Brien or Buss, which makes it even more of a head-scratcher that they even gave the roster to a rookie head coach to begin with. Actually, not head-scratching. Flat-out dumb. They shunned Becky Hammond once. She went on to win a title. She should be walking the sidelines here, not Bud. Uh, Aaron and Fredonia weighing in saying, Jen, you're right on. It is championship or bust for the Bucks. It's no different than when Rodgers was in Green Bay. The Bucks are in no way, shape, or form in a coasting stage, not with making all of these huge moves. Justin weighing in saying, the Cavs fired David Blatt midseason and went on to beat the 73-win Warriors team. I agree with you, Jen. Who you are going to face does not factor into the expectation. But that was so different. That was so different because Ty Lue was on the staff. You didn't have to have a new guy come in and go, oh, we're changing everything we're doing here. Like Doc was talking last night, yeah, we're going to keep some of these things and slowly over time we're going to install some of the things that I want to be able to do here. Like it's just, it's it's a completely different job than what Ty Lue took over. I understand the situations are similar, firing the coach in the middle of the season, but what they're asking Doc to do was different than what they asked Ty Lue to do. I, I guess, Jen, I'm basing it upon... At what point do you bring Doc back? And I'm saying oh, if Doc <laughs> makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals and loses, then you bring him back. Chewy, well, he's coming back no matter what. Yeah, pal. he's got a pretty decent contract now. I, really? I, I, yeah, they're, so they, they're going to be paying Bud, going to be paying yeah. Griff. I don't think they want to be paying Doc. I don't think they want to be paying three coaches Probably somewhere near twenty million dollars, not to coach. And good, good for Doc. He was able to leverage a yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. The Bucks were had their backs against the wall, and he was able to leverage it to the tune of a decent contract, forty million dollars. But again, if the if it was championship or bust coming into the season, and you went through the coaching change, and you bring somebody in who has all of this w- game experience, all of this NBA experience, you don't bring them in and then change the expectations. If anything, you've ratcheted up the expectations. I think. But that's what we're asking you guys. Let's go out to John in Pewaukee. John, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Is it championship or bust for the Bucks this year? I believe it is because I think the true window opening was right around that bubble year when they should have won their first uh, championship. But also, I know it's hard to win, but it's not like they only have one win. They've got like the second best record in the Eastern Conference. It's not like they're in shambles. So I don't think, I know it's a hard task, and I, and I was worried by his interview to lessen expectations, but do we think that it's that, that they're really that far off? I mean, aren't they like the best team in the, NF, in, in the NBA right now? Uh, I mean, they've got one of the best records, but they also had one of the easiest schedules. And I think that that's kind of factored into everything as well. Like they're not considered, I think, in league circles where you watch people who talk about and follow this on data. Like, I think people think the Sixers are better, despite them having a better record than the Sixers. 
Chewy, lots of folks weighing in on your question, which is, what's the comp? What's the NFL comp? Oh, Doc is the NFL comp? So we've got Chef Ed weighing in saying, I think he's Doug Peterson. We've got Ron and the Key weighing in saying, coaching matters. I'll get to that in just a minute. We've got Ian weighing in saying, I think he's Andy Reid before the Chiefs Chiefs, rather, Super Bowl runs. Can he elevate his status as to one of the greats if he wins a couple more championships with the Bucs? Oh, Do you like be... either of those? I mean... Andy Reid pre-Chiefs? I, I would love if the Bucks were his Chiefs. That seems like a good time. That seems like a lot of fun. Let's manifest it. Yeah, I'm Put just... This is... I, I like that one just because we can manifest the Bucks becoming his Chiefs. We'll take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We've got power rankings coming up next. Biggest douches. (laughs) Just kidding. It's something else. Go ahead, Gabe. It doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can affect any guy. That's where mentality comes in. Local healthcare facilities specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Look, you could be dealing with low testosterone and not even realize it. It's the reason why Kevin, the founder and CEO, started the company. It's the reason why I started using mentality. Tired, groggy. Maybe you just, you know, kind of don't feel like yourself. Don't have that energy to get through your day and attack your day. Maybe you think, oh, I'm just getting older. You come up with a lot of excuses. But the reason why you're feeling those things could be low testosterone. And it's easy to find out if it is. Go to lowtusa.com and book an appointment with Mantality. You go through their process. At the end, they take a blood panel. Within a week, your results are back to you. And if your testosterone levels are low, then you can choose whether or not you want to work with Mantality, and they'll come up with a customized testosterone treatment plan just for you. This isn't one size fits all. This is a customized plan just for you. So go to their website, lowtusa.com. Mantality allows treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about Mantality and their low testosterone treatments at lowtusa.com. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Josh said it's garbage. <laughs> I'm so glad that Josh is getting a front row seat. <laughs> He said it's guy. It doesn't work. Chewy, am I right or we, wrong? We call that a setup in the biz. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Got to do a little power rankings with our guy, Chew. Sorry to disappoint y'all, but it will not be top douches, top ten d- douches. Got to take. I mean, there's a lot of douches out the there. World, there's like, a lot of them, so it, you know we got to pare it down. Honestly. We got to figure it out. So Chewy wasn't able to turn around. A it's got to be like quickly. douches under thirty, douches <laughs> over thirty, right? Like I mean, it's just too many out there, really. Though. Thirty under thirty douches. <laughs> well, while you guys go through this list, I might prepare a top ten all time douches Fair just enough. for everyone. Go ahead and play the open. It's Chewy's favorite segment of the week. Hey, big guy, you catch the game? It's power rankings time on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Did you catch the game last night? Can I say yes to you? What will the big guy have in store for us today? See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Power rankings are brought to you by Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Okay, today's topic is top 10 coaches going into next season. Okay, All right, are we let's clear? Figure out, no, of course not. It's very <laughs> ambiguous. Does that mean guys who currently have jobs in the league? Yes. Okay, so that makes Carroll's not in the mix, and Belichick's not in the mix, and Vrabel's not in the mix. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Correct. Whew. 
We got we got to start from ten to the bottom. Yeah, it's tough. So can't we just guess them and you tell us where they land? <laughs> Number ten, Todd Staley. <laughs> <laughs> so I think again, whoops, is that the trick you got to do here? Is try to get inside the big guy's brain. Okay. Because, so, that's why at number Sounds 10. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. At number 10, I'm not sure if he is a top 10 coach, but Chewie's going to stick up for his guys. I'm going to say he put Dougie P in the top 10. I'm going to say Doug Peterson's number 10. Jen? Uh, let G- Gabe guess on 10. I'm going to write down a list here and see if I can at least nail the top five. How about the lowest number webs? So if you guess them, you get those points. And like golf game, it's the lowest. Okay, we're making wins. this a lot more complicated. Just tell okay. us who number ten is. Say a damn name. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, number ten, uh, Sean Payton. Ooh, really? Okay. I put Sean- together a list of people who I thought could be on this. I think I got to thirteen names. Sean Payton was not one of those names. Sean wow. Payton has won a Super Bowl. He was very good with New Orleans, and he did kind of turn. Um, Denver around this year because they were awful at the beginning of the year, and I love the fact that he benched Wilson because he's terrible. Then I'm going to go with McCarthy down here. Similar criteria. McCarthy's McCarthy's better than Peyton, by the way. So would McCarthy be fair at number nine? No. He doesn't have McCarthy in his top ten. But I'm telling you, if you've got Sean Payton at ten, then McCarthy should be nine because McCarthy's better than Sean Payton. I think so. Number nine. You ready for nine? Matt LaFleur. No. Too low. I think like the big guy. Number nine, Doug Peterson. Okay, oh, there damn he is. it! There I knew he. Is. I knew he was going to sneak in there. Won a Super Bowl with Philly. Uh, he's in the process of turning Jacksonville around. I think they're going to get better, and I think he's regarded as a very good coach in the league. So Doug Peterson is number nine. All right, he's then I'll, eight. I'll say Matt Lafleur is eight. I've got Matt LaFleur higher on this list. Um, I'm struggling with who I want to put down here. (laughs) Seriously. I'll go with Harbaugh, even though I've got Harbaugh way, way higher on the list. I just don't know how to fill in these bottom three. Number eight, Man Campbell. I thought you'd have him okay. higher, Chew. I really thought Man you'd have. Man Campbell. You're so high on him, I figured you're going to have Man Campbell near the top five. I am. He's he's in the process right now. First year was not very good. I think they had three wins. Uh, last year started to get better. I think they had eight or nine wins in this past year, even though some of his coaching uh, calls were questionable. I like him and I expect them next year to be as good, if not maybe a little better. Number seven. I got Sean McVay. He's got the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl sh- should probably put ahead on the floor, shouldn't it? Uh, I got LaFleur higher. <laughs> I understand you have LaFleur higher, but I don't know if he should be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep rolling with Matt LaFleur. Number seven. Matthew Alexander Lafleur. <laughs> is it really Alexander? <laughs> I mean, I doubt it is, but we'll we'll look it up just to be safe. Uh, has not won a Super Bowl. Has not done very well in the playoffs. Has had the teams that have been good enough to get there, but he still wins a lot of games every year. Has to get over that hump when it comes to the playoffs. He is number seven. Mm, okay. Number six. Uh, right. Middle name is Patrick, by the there way. We go. Thank for, you. Just for future reference. Yeah. 
We'll get to the point where everybody knows his middle name, like Brett Lorenzo Favre back yeah. in the day. When everybody <laughs> called him Lorenzo, Brett Lorenzo Favre, Aaron Charles Rogers. Um, all right, so let's let's see. If you have Matt LaFleur there, I think you think Zach Taylor is better than LaFleur. Do you have Zach Taylor above Matt LaFleur on your power rankings? Now, see, to be honest with you, I can na- I got six coaches that I'm like, boom, 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 boom here. So I don't know if you put Zach Taylor in there. But I'm guessing Zach Taylor at six. I'll say Sean McVay at six. Number six is a Sean Ryan McVay. <laughs> uh, has won a Super Bowl. Did a very good job getting his teams to the playoffs. I didn't think they would. Uh, still regarded as a very good coach. And that is why he's at number six. Okay. Number five. Is it possible he put both Harbaugh's in the top five? Yes, for sure. Got to be. Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Uh, in fact, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and guess that there is a Harbaugh in this spot. Which Harbaugh, though? Ah. You got to be You got to be specific. I think it's got to be Jim. I would put Jim here as well. Because John's got to be above him with the resume he has. Um, But I also know that you've got Tomlin up there, and you've mm-hmm. got Reed up there, and you have probably Shanahan up there. Yeah. I'm going to say Jim at five. Jen? She also said Jim at five. Harbaugh is at five. Is it Jim Harbaugh or John <laughs> Harbaugh? Like you, Harbaugh, Harbaugh Jay isn't going to get it done either. Is at five. Which one? Number four. Which Harbaugh? Oh, he forgot there's two. Number four, Harbaugh <laughs> is at yeah. four. Does it matter? It's a They're push. interchangeable. It's a, push. <laughs> it's a new guy. law firm in San Diego called Harbaugh and Harbaugh. Doesn't okay. matter. They're the same. Uh, credentials are pretty much the same, so they're interchangeable. All you right, can plug them in wherever you want. All right, then how about number three, Kyle Shanahan? Shanny's three. Michael James Tomlin is number three. Interesting. I thought he I just thought does the Super Bowl. A, yeah, he does, but he's got the Super Bowl. Shani doesn't have the got Super the Bowl. Super Bowl and winning record, winning record, winning record. I could be here all day. Yeah, but he's kind of in a funk right now. You yeah, know, it's the same he made every the playoffs, year. Yeah, he hasn't won. He hasn't been relevant in ten years. Weird. <laughs> Thirteen years? When's, need, when's his Super Bowl? His Super Bowl is oh nine. You also put Sean Payton on your list, so I didn't realize relevancy was a <laughs> criteria. Well, yeah, right? He's kind of stuck, though. Yeah, because he's not a quarterback. Correct. Yeah, of course. But unbelievable coach. Great coach. Great coach. Love him. So that means Shanny's two. Yep. Shanny's two. Because nobody is taking over Andy Reid's spot. Son as of a one. buck is number one. Yeah. Complaints? Uh, I think yes, that's pretty fair. Who cares, right? <laughs> no, it seems like a pretty fair list to me. I'm just getting ready for the meeting. I'm looking for a fight. Complaints? Uh, Nothing? Yeah, the fact that you wouldn't tell us which Harbaugh is better and John Harbaugh's resume in the NFL. Although, again, Jim does have the Super Bowl appearance all those years ago when the two Harbaugh's faced off. Are we setting ourselves up for another Harbaugh Bowl? Uh, I think well, it's they're, take they're both in the AFC, so it'd have to be the AFC, AFC championship, championship game. game. That'd be uh, toasty. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I kind of forgot about Zach Taylor. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I, I, that's why. No, I but where would you so put I him? Had, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. I wrote Zach Taylor down on the list, but I didn't put him in the top 10 because I figured Chewy would forget about him. Like again, this is why you got to think about the, you got to think like the big guy. Sure, thinks. he has about one he, AFC championship, two AFC North championships, two playoff berths. Yeah, but what? Tomlin, Tomlin would have got him into the Super Bowl. M- moving forward, we might have to remove the rankings from Chewy. He might be a guesser. He's his past three weeks performance wise, D minus. Wow. Whoa. Okay, All right, let's hear your, your list. No, no, no. There's your fight. There <laughs> it is, everybody. <laughs> I can't believe you it. didn't put Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on the list. <laughs> well, what would the list I've got them rattled. <laughs> <laughs> Couples I absolutely care about and want to see more of, number one. Ugh. I've got the top 10 all-time douches uh, in my quick power rankings here. Oh, okay. Right. Run oh, through it. Boy. Number 10. Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, big time douche. Fair. Number, Total. Fair, yeah. Number nine, Lane Kiffin. Total. Number eight, Bryce Harper. Number seven, oh, JJ oh, oh, Watt. Uh, hold on. Why Bryce Harper? Because I mean, he I like him. He's a great athlete, but he's a douche. He's Look a at him. Really the hair. Good guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a really yes. good guy. I cannot in good faith. He's face. a douche. He got punched in the face for a reason. Number seven, JJ Watt. Number Wait, six, who's Bubba Watson. Among us haven't been punched in the face. <laughs> Number six, Bubba Watson. Number you put five. JJ Watt on the list? Yes. Absolutely not. It's my Absolutely list. not. Number five, Lance Armstrong. Number Fair. four, Alex Rodriguez. Fair. Number three, Russell Wilson. Number two, Tom Brady. And number one, Craig Council. What a Wisconsin Wisconsin crime happening here. <laughs> Just not comfortable with that. that Who was number good. one? Tom Brady? No, Brady was two. Oh. Yeah, Craig Council. He left us. Wow. Douche. His hair. Wow. Douche. Somebody's all in their wow, feelings. Yeah. <laughs> all in their feelings. Okay, Drake, take us to break. <laughs> This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You want more physical harm beset upon people who are trying to earn a living. I want winners. (laughs) (laughs) If someone has to die in order for us to win, then that's the price you pay. On 94.5 ESPN. Jeff Ed weighing in on our ESPN Milwaukee talking text line saying, douche, march, madness, bracket? Do we have enough to fill a bracket? Have you looked at, like, the world? (laughs) We could probably do regions of each, like, fictional characters, athletes, like, real people. I don't know what the fourth is. What about actors? Yes. Musicians. I'm that Jack Nicholson right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, Augie from Fredonia also weighing in saying no Rogers on douche list denied. I thought you did get some of that feedback. Yes. There's been multiple people now who have said that. And to me, he doesn't quite qualify as a douche. I dislike him. He's a richer. Well, how do you, hold on. Hold on. How do you qualify Brady and not Rogers? Brady's different in terms of the whole thing about him the everyone everyone's against us like the i don't know it's different to me like aaron Rodgers, his personal life is what makes him annoying tom brady's like professional Professional. life is what made him annoying joshy to me seems like he at some point in his life is gonna do ayahuasca in like venezuela uh sure right 
or wrong? I mean, it seems like a lot of work to go that far. If they bring it to the States, maybe I'll try you it. You want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sitting in darkness, but You guys no. want to do it together? The Hawaska, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the only thing on the table, you <laughs> Holy moly. All right, we've been talking about the Bucks and if it's championship or bust season. And I think that that extends to the Green Bay Packers as well. And I'm not the only one who thinks. I don't think it's championship as far as um, winning the Lombardi, but the Packers have to take a step forward, right? No longer can you be in the playoffs and then get bounced in the divisional round. I think we need to see this Packers team in the NFC Championship game. Yesterday, KBN was discussing this very topic, and our friend Kyle had this to say. You were a game away. You were a bad field goal miss away from making it to the NFC Championship game. There is no reason why we should be looking and regressing or setting the standard to be getting into the divisional round. Hey, we already got to the divisional round, and we did it by beating a two-seed and almost beating a one-seed. There is no other answer other than either making it to the Super Bowl or making it to the NFC Championship game. And for me, the ceiling, excuse me, the floor is making it to the NFC Championship game because anything less than that next season will be an absolute failure. Fair or unfair? I guess I'm... Aggressive. Aggressive. Do we like the aggressiveness, though? Do we like the high expectation? Do we like that now, after figuring out that Jordan Love is the guy going forward, we are ready to say, okay, Goody, go out and put all the pieces around this kid and go out and put together a championship roster and win the whole dang thing? (sighs) I think Detroit is a little better than Green Bay. so And that's the problem. So you're looking at the wild card, one extra game. There's no guarantees that they're going to be hot at the end of the season like they were this year. They should be better. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with being hot. So it's a tall task. Um, I don't say the bottom. The bottom of expectations is the NFC championship game. I would put it closer to middle to the top. Definitely not the bottom. To me, to me, it's like more of a checklist than, oh, we have to get to this point. Because it, it, for the Packers, at least right now, it's got to be a checklist. And checklist, uh, number one, is win the division. And I know that's something that we've always made fun of in the past, but it's become more and more imperative to win your division in the NFL because... Having to win those three games on the road if you're a wild card, has it been done before? Yes. But there's a reason that, you know, the Chiefs got a home game, then only had to win two play playoff games on the road. I mean, you had the number one seed in the NFC uh, advance to the Super Bowl. You're having Asking your team to go on the road three times and beat playoff teams is, is a big ask. And if you don't win the division, you don't get that home game. So I think winning that home, get, getting that home game is step one for me. Somehow getting over the Lions, which is not going to be easy. I'm with Chewy in that if the Lions would have made the Super Bowl, it might have been easier. because, Or maybe even if they win the Super Bowl because you're yeah, not as hungry. Yeah, but yeah. this is a team that got so close, and they're going to be just as hungry as the Packers. That is going to be a fight for the top of the NFC. Which is why the playoff experience was so important, right, Chew? It was so important for the Green Bay Packers this season as they were exceeding expectations, as they were overperforming to get those playoff games under their belt. Because now you can draw upon those experiences when you're there next year, when you probably deserve to be there a little bit more because your team is better and you have a better chance of making a deeper run in the postseason. 
right? Because that was the difference to me watching that game between the Niners and the Lions, especially the second half, is who had been here before, who had done that, who could lean on the experience of the lights getting hotter, everything being more difficult, the pressure ramping up, and the Lions couldn't handle it. And I think that that's why it's so great that this year the Packers not only made the postseason but won a playoff game, found themselves in two different road environments, weren't able to get over the hump in the second one, but can pack that away and bring it out next year when they are a more legitimate playoff deep run team. Because it is those small intangibles, Chewy, that can make such a big difference. In, yeah, in playoff yeah. games. Yeah, there's no more underdog. Now, this team will be studied by its opponents uh, very closely. They're going to have answers for certain things. Yes, the talent looks good, but they have to back it up. Like I said, there's going to be a lot more pressure. You have to play with pressure. Um, can, can I ask a qualifier about Kyle, though? He's a toad, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he's been he's been fluctuating on the toadiness, right? Like there was a point last week or the week before where they expected him to go full toad, yeah, and he did not. I think he was kind of protecting himself because, like, he's he he's he likes to fancy himself as the ultimate Packer backer. But then when they went, hey, you know, this is a Super Bowl team, right? Like he's like, it's not a Super Bowl team. Like he he was protecting himself a little bit, I think. But at his heart, Kyle is very much a toad. That sounds like a half toad. Uh, no, deep deep he's down, he's toad. a toad. He's full, full toad. toad? Yeah. Full toad. You want to do full. power rankings of the toads later on? Because <laughs> uh, Chu, you always say Tausch is on the toad list, uh, and has, Kyle is on the toad list. Of toads. Gabe yeah. used to be on the toad list. Gabe, do you want to be back on the toad list? I mean, I I, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, I I support my team, man. Yeah, let's just say I wear my toadness like a badge of honor. <laughs> That's true. You do. How do I care? <laughs> Chu, he doesn't know what he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to appreciate the effort, right? I mean, look at him. He knows you want to get riled up. We got that meeting rolling around in about 45-er. He's going, let's just get this out of the way. I, Josh, I appreciate it. I want you to know right now, thank you for your service mm-hmm. in this sector. I think, Josh, does he talk, does he talk like to get you more riled up? Does he poke you more when you're down in Florida? Yes, I'm coming back. <laughs> I know you told us yesterday. I'm not scared. I'm just trying to think of something I could do to Joshy. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, you're a creative guy. I think you can come up with something. Oh, very creative. Yes. Yes. A little icy hot on the headphones. That's not creative. That's so, Just going back to condom, the well. Does he have a condom on his microphone? Okay. <laughs> no, on his microphone. No, I do not. You don't? No. Oh, those are the covers. Just so people out there know when they say <laughs> condom over the microphone, we need some context. There's typically a windscreen also that is Wait, that known as. Did you just make fun of Chewy's sound? Was that what that was, or was that Chewy doing it twice? That was Chewy. I think. Oh, I thought he did it and then you did no, it. No, I, I don't remember doing it. I could have. Anything's on the table. <laughs> like at this when point. you're in an argument with like a spouse yeah. and the person mm-hmm. says something, and you're like, I didn't need to do it. I do get it. I do get it. All right, let's take a break on Jen Gabe and Chewy roll on right after this. But let me tell you guys, how do I get through my tough days? How do I get through the days when I didn't get enough sleep? When I am tired. It's my Celsius energy drink. I've got one right here next to me. It's a peach vibe per usual. I love Celsius. I think it is the best thing that gets me through the long days that makes sure I can get all of my things done. And you should try Celsius too if you have it. Look, you can find it at Pick and Save. You can find it on Amazon.com. That's what I'll do. I'll have it delivered right to my doorstep. Bring it in. Leave it right by the garage step. Grab one when I'm walking out the door. Celsius energy drink. Celsius energy drink. 
This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewie. I thought Salvation every time Army. that they hear their name when it's non-scheduled, that's what they want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear Ashley laughing in the background. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? He's not wrong. Hey, he's not wrong. He is, he he's is. not wrong. He is wrong. On 94.5 ESPN. Packers defensive coordinator developments, the search, of course, to replace Joe Barry as DC in GB. Gabe, what is the latest on that situation? Uh, so yesterday we did get a tweet and a report from uh, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated saying that Ejero Evero is at the top of the Packers list as well as the Rams list for defensive coordinator. However, um, as we know, Evero still potentially in the mix for the head coaching job out in Seattle. And because he's a DC still under contract with the Carolina Panthers, don't know if the Packers or Rams are ever going to be able to interview him. Meanwhile, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network saying the Packers requested to speak with Ravens secondary coach Denard Wilson for their vacant defensive coordinator job. Uh, he's also interviewing with the Titans today for that same job. He's already talked with the Rams and Giants about their DC openings as well. Chewie, if there are three teams that are interested in Evero becoming their head coach, I believe that's the distinct right Gabe the Panthers the Falcons and the Seahawks can we go ahead and scratch him off the list for a defensive coordinator candidate I mean in what world would the guy miss out on three potential jobs and then have to settle for a DC gig if he's number one on the list just hire him well but he has other options I'd make him associate head coach or whatever they do to protect him give him some bank and Kind of wait to see my, if he... that was my whole thing on you know if you're going to fire Joe Barry do it right away and then go out get the best possible candidate so I so don't would know. would he be able to I'm assuming he would be able to leave if you gave him that title yeah um I, the one thing you got to wait to see I mean he hasn't been leaked with the Washington job that seems to be almost reserved like Ben Johnson the defensive or excuse me offensive coordinator for the Lions almost has dibs on that job it seems that's where he's going so. The last one that's truly open is the Seahawks job. If Evero doesn't get that job, which, again, seems like that's a Dan Quinn destination, at least right now, if Evero doesn't get that job, that's what you would do then, Chu. Because I think you have to wait to see if he gets the HC job first, and then he becomes kind of available Does this ultimately have to go to Murphy? Let's say LaFleur gets a commitment for Evero, but he wants $9 million a year as a defensive coordinator. Obviously, it's got to go to Russ Ball, and then Murphy... I mean, Murphy could eventually say, no, we're not paying that much for a deal. Yes, I, I think Murphy would ultimately, like, if it got up to that ridiculous amount of money, Murphy would have to up, sign off on it. Up until the Rich Basaccia hiring, uh, the Packers were famously cheap when they hired assistant coaches. They were yes. near the bottom of the league at doing that. Yeah. But, I mean, if he's your number one, go get him. Yeah, I mean, just charge 50 more cents for a, you know, a ride down the sledding hill. It's just a write-off. You use the sledding hill proceeds for coaching candidates and coaching positions? It's all going in the same fund. I don't know. I thought that there were very specific rules about, oh, it's a stock sale. You can't use the stock sale for things like player I'm Correct. guessing coaches as well. Let's check out the polls. We put a few things on there today on the Jen Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll. Is a championship or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks this season? 89% of people saying yes. Every season is championship or bucks, bust rather with Giannis. This one, though, very interesting, guys, as we roll to the end of the show here. Do you get nervous when you have a meeting with your boss coming up? 
50 50. 50% of people saying yes, always. 50% of people saying no, why would I? I find that fascinating. I think it just fits demographics. 50% of employees are bad, so they got something to be worried about. <laughs> we should end the show there. <laughs> never Josh just took out half the company. <laughs> going to do better than that. Thanks for hanging out with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Will the intelligence next on ESPN Milwaukee.